turnips, big business is bigger than ever. And baby, that's not saying much. It's still just little old me in my little old office in the littlest, oldest apartment you ever seen in your life. But the big business cards that I make have been getting bigger by the business. And the bigger they get, the littler my apartment becomes, relatively speaking. But I tell you what, that's the cost of doing big business. And Turnip's big business is doing big things for big folks. Why, just the other week, this automotive technician comes up to me, right? He says, hey, Turnip, I'm an automotive technician. My name is Dylan. Can I come up to you? I said, only if you want to walk away six seconds later with a big-ass business card. And you know what? Six seconds later, Dylan walked his little ass away from me with a big business card that said, you're a villain if you're not willing to give your millions to Dylan. Dylan's an automotive technician. And you know what? Dylan went on to become an automotive technician for Obama. Yeah. Six days later, Dylan called me up. Dylan said, turn up, you're not going to believe this. I said, Dylan, you know me so well, I can't believe you're calling me at home. What do you want? Dylan said, turn up, you are not going to believe who I just handed a big business card to. I said, who? He said, Obama. I said, I don't believe this. You must be holding a rubber chicken in your fucking hand as we speak. Because you got to be joking if you're trying to tell Turnip you gave a Turnip's big business card to Malia Obama. Dylan said, I did give one to Malia. And guess what else? Six seconds before I saw Malia Obama, Malia Obama found out that the driver who drives her to school doesn't support drone warfare. Turnip, don't you see? Malia needs a new car that can drive itself now and an auto technician that can build it for. I said, but Dylan's an automotive technician. Dylan said, I'm saying. And when Malia Obama saw my big business card, she was willing to pay Dylan millions for his special gift. I said, wow. And then I hung up because I was so mad that I wasn't gonna see a cent of that money. I went temporarily blind. Luckily, I could still hear, because six seconds later, the telephone rang again. I got a phone call from my doctor, Dr. Quake, who just six days earlier had commissioned me to make him a great big business card, which said, there'll soon come a date you'll be grateful for Quake. Dr. Quake is a real great doctor. Quake called me up, said, Turnip, you're not going to believe this. I said, what's up, Doc? Quake said, you're never going to guess who just dragged their keister into my office. And his insistence was starting to piss me off. I don't know why people keep telling me I'm not going to be knowing stuff. I be knowing stuff people don't even know how I be knowing. Quaid said, it was Obama. I said, I knew it. I knew she was in town. Quaid said, well, did you know she was all over the town? I said, what? Quaid said, Malia, she, she's, she's got a self-driving car. It crashed itself. Bloodbath. Obama bits flying everywhere. I said, that's unbelievable. I can't believe that. And I, I, I also can't believe the way you're talking about it. He said, I'm still processing it, same as you. I said, no, not quite the same. He said, that's because I know something you don't know. I said, what's that? He said, it's all fine. I said, listen, I'll be the first guy to say I don't support drone warfare, but if a little girl gets crushed to Obama bits and you're saying it's fine, you're fucked. He said, Turnip, you don't understand. It's all fine. Because her self-driving car 
drove itself into my doctor's office. And when Malia Obama dragged her keister inside, I sewed it back on for her. Turn up, I saved Obama. It's just like your card said. Today is the day that Malia Obama will be grateful for Quaid. In fact, she, 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 she was so grateful for the great Dr. Quaid, she gave me a great big wad of millions of dollars. I said, wait, what? Because I couldn't hear anything. Because after Quaid said that, I went temporarily deaf. And it was a good thing I went deaf, because I received six more calls that day, all from Turnip's big business associates, who had made millions off their big business cards. I didn't hear a thing all week until I was at dinner with my daddy, and he said, I'll pick up the check. I said, thank you, daddy. Turnip's big business is going to be huge. But right now, my big business cards are barely keeping the roof over my head. Daddy said, don't be dramatic. I said, I'm literally not. I, I literally have a, my big business cards in a big stack in the center of the room that holds up my ceiling. I'm worried if I move one, it'll fall. Daddy laughed. <laughs> you should be grateful. One day you'll be an old man with a big chair and a big office, and you'll have a big smile on your face while you remember that big stack of business cards in your shitty little apartment. I said, not if I move one of the cards, then I'll die young. Then don't move them, he scowled. And don't whine. You should be thanking your lucky stars people are interested in your cards at all. That's my daddy to a T. Everything with daddy is, you should be grateful. Everything is, thank your lucky stars. I said, Dad, do you have five more tight minutes of lucky star-related material? Because you've got to be fucking joking right now if you think I'm going to remember this time in my life fondly. And if you keep joking this well, your hard work might land you a spot on the Conan O'Brien show. What do you know about hard work, said Dad. Ooh, that got me. I said, well, Dad, it's sure hard work smiling at you across the table while you imagine my rosy future, seeing as I know that my present is harder than your past ever was. Maybe it would be easier if I came up in 1971, when if your roof broke, you could pay someone to fix it with a Hershey bar. You said you have an apartment. You don't pay to fix the roof. You have your landlord do it for you. Have you even told your landlord there's a problem? When he said that, I went temporarily mute. Because he's right. Daddy knows best. I never did say shit to my landlord. So Daddy kept saying, You worry about the wrong things. Worrying about my past will not improve your present. Your failures in business are your own. They have nothing to do with your friend's success, and they have everything to do with your inaction. And while we're on the subject, if you can't imagine a future in which you are a success, you won't have one. You should imagine success at every moment. Describe it out loud. Can you even do that? Do you even know what success for you would look like? Well, find out, and then shout it out. And then wish on your lucky stars every day that your bright future comes to pass. Then it will. But only if you're willing to work for it. Then I said, You're not going to believe who just walked into this room. He said, Tell me. I said, Obama. He said, You're joking. There's no way the president just walked into this room. I said, No, but his daughters did. Malia and the other ones. How's she look? Said my dad. Oh, fucked up. 
She's got big stitches all on her busted Obama bits, but she's kind of rocking it, honestly. She's got her hair up like the Bride of Frankenstein, like she's having a little fun with it, like she's in on the joke. I'll be the first to say I don't support drone warfare, but d d damn if that's not a cool family. That reminds me, you need to apologize to your brother. I said, hey, daddy, did you and six of your friends just step out of a little car with big shoes and red noses? Cause you gotta be clowning around if you think I'm gonna apologize to Bradley for saying it's a bad idea to become a professional joker in 2023. Daddy said, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. What did you say to Bradley? I said, nothing, Daddy. What are you talking about? Dad said, Jeff. I said, blind, dumb, and deaf, Jeff. Dad said, you hurt his feelings. I said, how'd I do that? Fucking kids, blind, dumb, and deaf. Daddy said, you made business cards for two of your brothers and not him. I said, so what? They, 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 they didn't even want them. Dad said, well, Jeff did. And he felt left out when you didn't make him one. I said, how does he even know? Dad said, he knows. And I knew what Dad meant. Because blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff is like me. He be knowing stuff people don't even know how he knows. And before you get offended that I call my brother blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff, why don't you shut the fuck up instead? Because there's nothing wrong with being blind, dumb, and deaf. There's something wrong with Jeff. What he actually has is way worse than that, so it's nice what we say. You know, Jeff is actually unholy. Unholy from birth. Jeff's, uh, he's one of those guys who was born without holes. No orifices, no wares. Just a smooth sort of, you know, like, imagine if a guy was a rock. Not the rock. If you're imagining the rock, you are uniquely wrong. No, uh, you know how, how some guy, you, you would look at the rock say and say wow that guy's a tall drink of water jeff is like a, a tall drink of water in the sense that he is completely smooth and senseless no senses but somehow he can always sense what's going on no one knows how jeff be knowing but jeff be knowing what's going on i call jeff and he picks up the phone i actually talk to him way more than my other brothers because he's he's the only one who doesn't have a bunch of stupid shit to say all the time it's kind of our nightly ritual I call blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff, and he picks up the phone, and I, I, I say a bunch of stupid shit, basically talking his non-ear off until the stars turn into the sun. Thinking about it now, it honestly hurts me to know that I hurt him. So I left the restaurant, and I went home to my little old apartment, and I called my little brother on my big old phone. It's, a, it's a, like a classic rotary phone from the 90s. I don't know why I have it, but I have it, and I use it to call my brother blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff. I said, hey, Jeff. And Jeff picked up his phone, and I could hear him hit his forehead pretty hard with the receiver. Poor Jeff. No depth perception. No Jeff perception is actually another thing that we call him. But that, that actually is mean. So I made sure not to mention that when I called no Jeff perception. Still, somehow, and I don't be knowing how, I knew Jeff was mad at me. And I mean steaming mad. I could tell Jeff was really wrinkling his eyebrows at me, which always looks crazy because he got, you know, got no eyes. And though he had no mouth, he was giving me this look that said, this ought to be good. I said, Jeff, I know you're unhappy with me. I'm just trying to understand why, you know? Is, is, is it because I didn't make you a business card and everyone who I did make a business card for made millions of dollars? And on the other end of the phone, I heard Jeff's shoulders flying up and down because an exaggerated shoulder shrug is the easiest way for poor Jeff to say, I don't even know what you mean. 
So I shot him back an exaggerated sigh and said, Oh, is it because I made business cards for our brothers Brad and Matt and I didn't make one for you? And I didn't hear anything on the other end. That's because even if my brother Jeff had been able to speak, he didn't know what to say to me because it's always been this way. Me and my brothers have always excluded Jeff. He doesn't know how to talk about it, and I don't know how to talk about it. So I, I said to Jeff, Blind, dumb, and deaf, Jeff, no one's excluding you. It's all in your smooth head. You gotta understand. When I was making my big business cards for our brothers, it's, it's just that I didn't think of you at all, necessarily. That sounds bad. I, that, that's not what I meant. And Jeff started tapping his foot like, Brother, I knew exactly what you meant, and that's our issue. Jeff is from South Jersey. I said, it, it's just you've never had a business, you know? Daddy has always taken care of you with his 1970s money, and that's great. I thank my lucky stars that you're taken care of. But think about it. Bradley, you know? He's been trying to be a professional joker since he was six years old. And Matt, I mean, he doesn't specifically have a business at the moment, but you know, he can see. And Jeff is seething on the other end. He's like, you must be our biological brother Bradley, the professional joker, because this family's a joke and I'm not laughing. I said, I mean, you, you, you can, I meant to say you could see him finding one. I mean, do you see yourself having a big business? Seriously, if you were even in the market for a big business, do you even know what your big business would be? Oh, that got Jeff. I could tell he was thinking about it. So I kept saying, I said, Jeff, buddy, if you don't know the answer to that question, I'm not gonna be able to answer it for you on a big business card. I mean, do you even know what success looks like for you? Can you picture it? Because if you can't, there isn't a big business card or anything else that's gonna help you do so. Then I felt something hurt me deep inside because it was very obvious I'd hurt blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff. I said, now, now Jeff, it's okay, you know? That kind of thing is difficult to see, even when you have the capacity to do so. Let's see if we, we can't see it together. Here, I said, and I grabbed a big business card out of the big stack of business cards that held up my roof. I held my breath, and the roof undulated like it was breathing for about six seconds, but, you know, nothing collapsed on top of me, so I thought, good to go. So I turned the card over and began making a big business card for my little brother, Jeff. Want a little something like this. The guy we like best is old blind, dumb, deaf Jeff. His eyes are no good, but his mind is quite deft. And there'll soon come a day when his fortune's turned left and the fortune is found by old blind, dumb, deaf Jeff. Then he'll pass round portions of his big old fortune, old Jeff, who loves big and gives back in proportion. And big sacks of gold will be passed to the old friends and new by old Jeff, who would probably give you the, sh the shoes off his feet. Girls, I tell you, he's sweet. And it will not be long till some neat girl is sweet on old Jeff. And although he is blind, dumb, and deaf, it'll be easy to see why old Jeff was well-loved by herself. And then old Jeff will stay with her till he gets old in a beautiful house where they'll share all his gold. That's a crazy good sitch. And I'll tell you what's rich, boy. Their greatest riches will come from their sheer joy. And one day, when that girl is certain Jeff loves her, she'll uncover that she has a sister for each of his brothers, but one. But that's cool, because one's dumb. 
and forgets his younger brother and sits with his thumb up his ass. And he'll laugh at his horrible gaff. And he'll envy his family whenever they pass, but it'll be okay. He'll thank his lucky stars on that day. Because Jeff's having a, a gay old time. Go, Jeff. Then suddenly I heard this knock on the door. And it wasn't a hard knock like when Jeff hits his head with the phone. It, it, it was a dainty woman's knock. And I was like, Jeff, is there a dainty woman at your door? I hope you know what's going on. But then the next thing I know, I hear him open the door. So that answers that question, Jeff do be knowing. But I couldn't believe what I heard next. It was the dainty voice of Malia Obama. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I found six bags of gold on your front porch. I wanted to return them for you since I obviously have no need of them. Of course, Jeff didn't say anything. I was on the other end like, God damn it, Jeff, please let her in, please. And he did. And I know that he did. It was a beautiful thing. I, I, I heard her stitches thumping on all the bumps on the floor. You know, her keister was kind of dragging behind her. Dr. Quaid is not a great doctor. So I heard when they plopped down at his dinner table, and I knew that she was kind of beginning to flirt with Jeff. You know, they had a pretty good back and forth considering Jeff couldn't speak back. Malia said, hey Jeff, how do you feel about drone warfare? Do you mind if I assume your name's Jeff? Jeff didn't say anything. Malia said, that's a great answer to both questions. So I guess Jeff is kind of with an Obama now. I couldn't really hear the end of the call, not because I went temporarily deaf or anything. I was ecstatic for Jeff. It's just that uh, my roof caved in on me from when I yanked him with card earlier. Yeah. The last thought I had before falling into a six-week coma was, oh, brother, I gotta start charging for these big business cards. But lack, that's the cost of doing big business. A business card ain't worth a damn if you don't give it away for free. That's why right now, if you sign up for my Patreon account and message me your home address, I'm gonna mail you a big business card, free of charge, minus the Patreon cost, because that's what I gotta do to make money. Love you.